Celebrating the people, places, and stories that make Manitoba great. Plus a few random thoughts here and there. This is Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly. Episode 50 of Between Two Shows. Wow, that's wild. 50. Yes, it's so wild. Let's all whisper. 50 is, I think it's just getting like, it's getting out of control. <laughs> You're right. We've got to shut this thing down shut now. Shut this thing down, yeah. The 50th and possibly final episode of Between Two Shows coming at you today. What? Um, we're <laughs> going to talk about the kindness of neighbors. You can just do one small thing that for you is not going to be a big deal, but that is going to change someone's mood and outlook for a whole week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're also going to talk about feeding birds right from the palm of your own hand. Yeah, you can do that here in Manitoba. Many people know that, so it's not anything special, but it's always a big deal for me. It looks very special when they do it in the Disney movies, and now the closest thing our podcast has to a Disney princess, you, Carly, you can give us the first-hand testimony of how to get her done. Also, uh, we're going to be chatting with um, Kevin Michalak, who is a Winnipeg person who... Arguably, was one of the first influencers on the internet. He was an influencer before influencers were a thing. He's traveled the world courtesy of BlackBerry, the now defunct phone line. So we have a fun chat with Kevin Michaluk, a.k.a. Crackberry Kevin, one of the world's biggest BlackBerry experts. Not the berry. (laughs) No, the actual berry is still going strong. Can you feed those to birds? Does that come up? All that and more on episode 50 of Between Two Shows, which kicks off right now. Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly. Can I share with you a nice neighborly thing that happened to me? Mm -hmm. Wake up in the morning. It is a ferociously windy day. And I realize, oh my goodness, yesterday was garbage day. It is mm-hmm. so windy and I forgot to bring in the garbage and the recycling because mm-hmm. I guess they were running a little bit behind from where they usually are because when I got home, um, it still hadn't been picked up. Normally I would have rolled it in as soon as I got home, but it wasn't picked up so I left it out there. Long story short, totally forgot. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's probably like blown into the street, whatever. So I get outside. The garbage and recycling are both standing up and they're both halfway up my driveway. And I'm like, what happened there? And then I see a guy on the street with his hazards on and he says, oh... I heard the graders were coming, so I just did a quick sweep to, to make sure everyone was covered. And I was like, huh? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, like the, the graders would just push that right over. They would totally get destroyed. A neighbor on our street drove down the street, and anyone who forgot the garbage and recycling, which was quite a few people because of that late pickup, he put all of their bins back for them so they wouldn't get ruined. Oh, that's kind. What a nice thing to do, right? Yeah. So the graders will just like run over them? Yeah, they, they don't care. They, they got a job to do. They are trying to clear all that snow. And if that's in the way, that's in the way. Wow. That's so kind. This is a pro neighbor post, you know? not an anti-grader post. Uh, no, I don't know this guy at all. It was a total stranger. Oh, wow. Just a good Samaritan wow. doing his thing. Wow. Transcona people. Taking care of other Transcona people. Sharing fun stories and chatting with cool people whenever you want it. Welcome to Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly. From small town Gimli, Manitoba, to become one of the biggest names on the internet in the world of BlackBerry through his website, crackberry.com. Today, he lives in Osborne Village. He has a wife, a dog named Fifi. He loves chicken chef Carly almost as much as I do. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Between Two Shows, the one and only Kevin Michalak, a.k.a. Crackberry Kevin. Hello, Kevin. Hey, Drew. Hey, Carly. Thanks for having me on the show. What an introduction. It sounds slightly dated because everybody knows, you know, the, what happened to BlackBerry. But Wait, I not everybody it, right? actually like, knows what happened to BlackBerry. So we're going to ask you that because, no, to someone oh like God. me... Okay. 
who doesn't follow tech closely but just sees things trending on Twitter from time to time. I actually don't know what happened. Yes, Kevin, Carly's not a big tech expert. Uh, she recently upgraded from an iPhone 8. You two, you have never met in person, right? We've never met in person, but I listen to her on the radio a lot. So. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I have I, heard a lot about you. Want my, here's my compliment to Carly. I'll say it now. I feel like your voice is like a smile. Like you are always, you must always be smiling. Like I feel like if you could take the word smile and a person smile and make a voice, that's Carly. <laughs> that is so kind. But wait, when you also hear that, there people have said many other things about my voice. Though my voice doesn't match what I look like. Blah blah blah. blah. I mean, I guess we haven't met in person, so you can't really uh, comment on that. But well, my question is: is if you're like. Are you smiling when you're talking all the time, or can you sound the same without smiling? Ooh, um, no, I'm definitely smiling when I'm talking. Like you're, you're smiling right now okay. as you're talking too. Yeah. Okay, I think yeah. that's my question mark for meeting in real life because you know, like I, you always hear the thing if you you know you work in sales or something, like make sure you an- smile before you answer the phone so you you know you come across happy and well, right? Or because a frown sounds horrible. Yes. And then I'm like, I wonder if Carly's always smiling or not. But you definitely sound like a smile, and that's a compliment. Oh, well, um, thank you. We got that on. We recorded that, right, Drew? Yeah, no, we're rolling on everything. Um, <laughs> the best ever, Kevin, was we were at an event one time at Mona Lisa restaurant, but it was not through Mona Lisa. It was just like a private party there. Wine fest. It was Wine Fest. Yeah. And then uh, some woman came up to us and was like, are you Drew from the radio? And I was like, yes. And she's like, and where is Carly? And Carly was right next to me. And I was like, oh, this is her. <laughs> and the woman's like, oh, I thought that he would be heftier in person. <laughs> That's what she said about Carly. Hmm. <laughs> okay, I I don't know what that should sound like. I just know you sound like a smile, so I'll stop at that. Uh, <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I mean, that <laughs> that is a great start to the interview, um, but uh, let's get on to what? We want to start with technology? Carly, take it away. First, we want to talk about the fact that you were an influencer before influencers were a thing. Very common now, but you were an influencer because of your passion uh, for BlackBerry, and uh, you're a BlackBerry expert. So how did that all come to be? Totally, yeah, totally true. And it's weird. I've always done things before they had names to them. So I think it starts actually with my, my growing up in Gimli. I mean, it's a really? small town. I was born in 1980. So I was one of these people like we didn't have the Internet when we were very young. And then one day the Internet starts and it's very slow and awkward to use. You know, you have to like fight for phone lines to actually connect to the Internet. And if you lose your connection, you might not, might not be able to get on for three days. And you know, when you're in a small town, I didn't have as many friends. Like, I lived on the wrong side of the highway, so it was a pain in the butt to get into town to visit my town friends. So if you got an internet connection, you just didn't want to, to, to get off. And when there were things like IRC, where you would chat with people on Channel Winnipeg, that was my social connection. And I was a younger brother who talked a lot, and I had a passion for things. You know, like, in Winnipeg, we're all about sports, and I love that, and I respect that. You know, go Jets, go Bombers. But I always liked brands. Like what kind of brands are we talking about? So I was a nerdy uh, teenager who played with RC cars, and there was a couple of brands I loved. You know, Team Associated, and then Team Lossy, and I only liked Team Associated. The other one was crap. It was like my sports team I cheered for, and I hated the other one. And then I got into snowmobiles, like many Manitobans do, and I only liked Skidoo, Polaris, Articat, garbage. I hate it. And that was the kind of passion I had for products. And I've always had that. It's like that sports team mentality, but but for things. And, you know, I went to business school at Asper. I, I studied finance entrepreneurship. I always made websites when I was young because I was, you know, lear- again, early days of the internet and just trying to, to use the things around me the way kids today would have TikTok or Instagram and just use the things around them. And I got a BlackBerry 
And I made a website about BlackBerry phones along with a few colleagues. But it wasn't a new habit for me because I did that as a 15-year-old kid about snowmobiles. And that was before Google. I mean, it was ranking number one at the top of Yahoo. I was doing what I did as a kid, right? The way today people spend time on social media, I just did it before social media existed and I spread my opinions. And, you know, you launched CrackBerry. It was a kind of a stupid idea at the, the right time. And then it turns into this massive thing of being a, a news review website, a giant, like a store that was selling a thousand BlackBerry trackballs a day. And it, you know, messed up my life for the last 15 years plus to the point where I'm, I'm brand cast as BlackBerry Kevin for life and uh, uh, have no regrets about it. Your fans call you CrackBerry Kevin in honor of your website, CrackBerry.com. And you've got to do amazing things traveling the world thanks to BlackBerry. And then eventually you go from being a fan of the brand to becoming their official global ambassador. Was that the title that you had? I don't even know what the title was, but I definitely went to Europe and I was in Barcelona on stage to basically uh, announce the rebirth of BlackBerry when they announced their Android versions of the phone, yeah. the BlackBerry One, which became the BlackBerry Key Two. So yeah, I was uh, I was definitely like the brand champion, official, unofficial ambassador. But you know, running a big web community on a topic like BlackBerry, which you know we reached millions of people a month, over you know millions of registered members on the site, just a busy, active online community helping enthusiasts uh, and, and owners of the phone. It just becomes this thing where everybody knows who you are uh, in that world, right? So it's a small part of the big world we live in, but you're this kind of uh, celebrity of sorts to, a, to the people who care about that thing. Uh, you are it's definitely... Cool. Definitely before the word influencer existed. You're definitely a big celebrity to people who care about tech and care about BlackBerry and Carly. So, I mean, I know you're not a big tech person or a big BlackBerry person. However... I'm uh, not even a little tech one, person. <laughs> one of the first... <laughs> looks ever of the unreleased BlackBerry phone. Do you know where it happened? 15,000 people at a Winnipeg Jets game saw this unreleased phone, and I don't know if any of them even realized they did. Kevin was there, and he did the 50-50 while holding an unreleased BlackBerry phone, and we just did it as a little sneaky inside joke. We showed it to everyone at the arena, but there was a plot twist on that one because, Kevin, um, you ended up paying uh, quite a bit for that, uh, that little early exposure, right? I broke my hand, Drew. I broke my hand. <laughs> he put the phone in his hand when he was hitting the button because he wanted to be on camera. Be like, here's the sneaky thing. We're going to show yeah, the world yeah. the BlackBerry, but they won't even know it's it. And the way you hit the button with holding the BlackBerry, it actually broke your hand. You fractured your hand. And you had a trip book That's to go cool. to Miami to shoot videos with your hands using the BlackBerry, and you had to postpone all that. It's totally true. Yeah, I did a like I I did a double overhand, you know, smash on the Staples Easy button made of hard plastic, and I think my bottom two fingers were crossed, and they just bent really bad. Yeah, I fractured my hand, it, and I had a cast for a while. It was, yeah. All right, we're going to take a short break, and then when we get back, we're going to hear about your uh, business philosophy, which is based on an iconic Canadian cartoon. Get ready for some pretty incredible advice from Crackberry Kevin coming up next on Between Keep in touch with Drew and Carly on social media search for at Drew Kozip and at Carly on air. There's been so much BlackBerry talk, but as you previously mentioned, BlackBerry is no longer a thing. Can you answer that question? It's, yeah, it's much, it's, I mean, it's been much less of a thing for a long time now, right? Yeah, BlackBerry as a software company still exists, and BlackBerry has licensed their name to uh, different hardware manufacturers in recent years. But if I have an old BlackBerry phone, why will it not work properly anymore? Waterloo, Ontario, where BlackBerry uh, came from, 
they had a, a big centralized network operation center where every phone would authenticate to that. So when you turned on a BlackBerry and logged in, it would always kind of call home to make sure everything was working right. And they, they basically killed that network operation center. So at that point, you, you kind of have a, a nice paperweight <laughs> you can put on your desk or uh, you know a piece of history in your hand if you still have an older BlackBerry, but you can't use it the way you used to. But if there's no new ideas and we're remaking the same shows and movies now and, you know, 70s fashion is back, 90s fashion, Y2K fashion, will we see Blackberries again? Uh, you know, never say never. So BlackBerry itself, their official party line is, you know, we're not looking at it right now, but never say never. But what they are doing is they're willing to basically license out the name BlackBerry to somebody who would want to put in the money and resources and everything else to develop another BlackBerry phone. I wouldn't be surprised if we see another BlackBerry, you know, maybe not this year, maybe it'll be next year, maybe it'll be the year after, but it never quite goes away, right? It's just too much of a brand that people know, and I think we might see it again but but i've moved on i use an iphone these days so crackberry kevin uses an iphone <laughs> i want to live in a world where we have buttons on phones again i nice. like that you say that i don't disagree okay. there, there's a lot of benefits to it especially you know as you get older it's easier to type on something physical than on a touch screen where you, you know you touch it and you hit the wrong thing and you know shaky fingers don't don't you know worse eyesight like you need a little bit of uh analog in the mix and for accessibility alone, buttons are great. Shifting gears from tech to uh, business inspo, you've done so many different things in your career, Kevin, and you always have fantastic business advice. And I don't know if you remember this conversation. We had this years ago, possibly over some OV beers, so I don't know how serious this was. <laughs> but at one point, you told me that you got a lot of business inspiration from a Canadian kids cartoon. Do you remember talking to me about the inspiration that you got from the show The Raccoons? Of course, it's all about the raccoons. I th I'm a really simple person, right? Like, growing up, I never quite had that master plan of, uh, I want to be this when I grow up. I just kind of did things and want to have fun. You know, it's, it's, that, that was always my motto. And the raccoons, I think a lot of my personality came from that TV show. So you have Burt Raccoon, who is kind of the wild, crazy one who gets into trouble, you, and, and he was the raccoon. Then you had Cedric, who was kind of the nerdy one, and then you had his dad, the very evil, business-minded Cyril Sneer. And I think I took a lot of my sort of entrepreneurial, I'm just going to go do things attitude came from Burt Raccoon, and then Cedric I have parts of that in me too, a little bit nerdy from time to time, that kind of thing. And, you know, I took the good parts from Cyril Sneer, not the evil parts, because he's a little bit of a bad guy. But, <laughs> but seriously, a lot of my day-to-day, -day, I think, is, came from raccoons. And then having very supportive parents who would let me, you know, do things and mess up and try again. Okay, we talked about tech, and I think you've... I've heard the word Blackberry more than I've ever heard in my life in this conversation. <laughs> right, yeah, I've so, moved on from it, so we talk about anything else you want to talk well, about. Well, great, because I want to talk about... my history. I want to talk about <laughs> hobbies. I mean, you have a dog, and we haven't even brought up that dog oh, yet. So let's, let's hear a little bit about your dog. Yeah, we have a dog. Her name is Fifi. Um, her name is Fifi because my wife's first stuffed animal as a kid was... Fifi the lamb, and she was, you know, a white fluffy lamb. And our dog is a Legato Romagnolo, so it's like the Italian truffle dog. And she's, you know, she's very white and fluffy, like a, she's a teddy bear, right? Or, when you look at her, or like an Ewok, or she's just the <laughs> cutest thing ever. Um, and we named her Fifi after the first stuffed animal. And my first stuffed animal growing up was uh, a, a stuffed dog named Augie, because I couldn't say the D in doggy. So if we ever get a second dog, it's going to be Augie, and we'll have an Augie and a Fifi. But uh, one dog's 
already a lot to deal with. Oh my goodness, I need a Kirby if this is the game we're playing. <laughs> a Kirby? Yes, Kirby. I still have Kirby as well. Oh, and I need a Scruffy then, but, and I still have Scruffy. <laughs> but you know, dogs are amazing. I don't, I don't have kids, and uh, having a dog is just the greatest thing ever. And, Do you have a dog that you treat like a kid? Oh yeah, she's okay. our, she's totally our kid. I kind of just want to have a podcast where we talk to people about their dogs now. Like after hearing about right? after hearing about Fifi, I I'm mean, like, is that a good idea? I don't know. Since we're talking dogs, can I say that is my pet peeve in the city of Winnipeg? Is anybody who doesn't pick up their dog's poop? I think the government and should tax people. Like if I catch you not picking up your dog poop, I feel like I should be able to take you to jail and you should pay thousands of dollars. Yes. Why? not do that that should be front page news until it's fixed i never want to see an unpicked up piece of dog poop in the city and it is horrible how bad that is as a problem yeah and i think with pandemic there's more dogs than ever and we need to like take this moment in time to make a mission to eliminate the city of dog poop because it's completely inexcusable if you're listening to this and you don't pick up your dog poop you know who you are and i'm going to figure out where you live and i'm coming <laughs> after you and i'm going to take but it's ridiculous it drives me insane I like the diversity of issues that we've tackled in this episode of Between Two Shows, Carly. This was fantastic. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, all right, well, what uh, else? What else? what's your dog's Instagram handle? It's Legato Fifi, L-A-G-O-T-T-O-F-I-F-I. Perfect. And then you can see how cute she is. But I haven't posted in a while. She's still super cute, though. Well, Kevin Michalak, a.k.a. Crackberry Kevin, the founder of Crackberry.com, which is uh, going through a bit of a rebirth in 2022. More on that in a future episode of Between Two Shows. Um, You're someone I've wanted to have on the podcast for a very long time. I've known you for years. I'm so glad we finally got to do this. It has been a pleasure interviewing you for this episode, Kevin. Sweet. Thanks for having me. Don't stop smiling, Carly. Aw, I won't. And it was so great. When when It it makes sense. It was so great to finally chat with you. I can't believe it took so long. Well, we'll do it again. And I'll I'll talk less because, you know, I get excited and I get going. But (laughs) I really appreciate being on the show. Carly's World. Do you ever have those moments? Because I have them often. And it's such a wonderful, crazy thing where you are sitting down with your pets and you're like, this is an animal. Oh my. Honestly, I have this all the time. I've talked about it with you many times. Like I have them all the time. It's just so like, fun you think to think that about. It could be you're like this is in my lap right now, but if circumstances were different, it could be in, the wild. Me in the wild. Yeah. Yeah, I think about that all the time. Not even so much with Marcy because Marcy is a human as far as I'm concerned. But with Oliver, where I'm like Oliver was found uh in a remote community in a shed, uh mites all over him with his siblings and um now he's picky about his food and sleeps in and Kevin Sheets and to opera. loves opera. Between loves two shows with Drew and Carly. He was a singer in a past life or something. Like <laughs> he became a some- fancy boy real quick when he moved in with you, <laughs> he Carly. He's a fancy boy. And I'm like, this, he was supposed to, what? So it's just wild to think about like the trust that you have in these animals as well. Like this thing that you can't actually talk to you will not talk back to you although I did have a moment the other day I was like Marcy's gonna say something back right away I know (laughs) she's gonna say it um but you know like you know I've I've had Marcy for seven years I'm like I am so proud of you and I care so much about you and I would do anything for you and you can't even talk to me we communicate in another way Mm -hmm. she totally understands what I'm saying Mm -hmm. and I know what she's feeling but like we'll never be able to talk and then it gets a little sad when you think about it you know yeah so I'm sure if your dog Marcy could talk to you she would say that she's really proud of you too Carly mm-hmm. yeah, like, oh god I'm gonna cry well. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the Papa John post game report 
The Winnipeg Jets recently had a matchup with the Pittsburgh Penguins, and after a phenomenal game that didn't even finish in regular time, the Jets ended up falling 3-2. What went wrong for our team? Why are we in a bit of a downward spiral right now? Well, we turn to our sports expert on Between Two Shows, which is Carly's grandma's boyfriend. His name is Papa John, and this is Papa John's Post Game Report. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this fine morning? I'm good. How are you? Good. That was one heck of a hockey game. Oh, gosh. They should have had that. Yes. There's no way that Pittsburgh should have won that game. But if it wasn't for that one bonehead play in the third period, it never would have went to overtime. Mind you, that's the best overtime I've seen this year. Both goalies played tremendous, but uh, should never have got that far. Uh, the three stars, Piont, Connor, one goal. He played pretty good hockey, hit two posts. Wheeler, one goal, one assist. Yeah, he has goals in both games since he's been back. That's wild. Yeah, he's getting back into it. The honorable mentions, Dubois, Rowry, and Halibut. Next game is Tuesday against Florida. Yeah, back at, at home. 7 o'clock. And as I say, go Jets, go. Nice. We love to hear it. And we're hoping for a big win back at home tomorrow yes, night. But they're getting there. Yeah. Okay, I'll talk to you Wednesday. Okay, you have a good day. You too, dear. Bye. Bye. Have something to say about Between Two Shows? memo on your phone and send it to Drew or Carly on social media. You might hear yourself on an upcoming episode of Between Two Shows. Hello, Carly, or should I say Belle from Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> Wait, Belle is the one that feeds the birds? Belle teaches the beast how to feed the birds in that one. I believe Snow White does that as okay, well. Okay, I was like, I think it's Snow White when I think of like being outside um, surrounded by wildlife. Okay, well Carly recently got to feed a bird from her hand, much like a Disney character, and I would like to know the technique so that I can have this wonderful experience someday. What do we need to know if you want to feed a wild bird from our hand? Well, I did this for the first time last winter, and after that I was like so impressed that I was like, I need to do that again. Okay. However, the first time I did at Bird's Hill, I was not on Chickadee Trail. And wow, great name for that trail because that is, you'll see chickadees on every trail, but like really they gather at the beginning of Chickadee Trail. They know, they know. They it's named after know. them. The they have a reputation to keep like, up. Holy crap. Um, Language. We've been saying crap a lot on this, on this podcast. And crap you is have been. You have been always, anytime there's been any sort of language that could be questionable, it's always been you behind it. Every okay, time. Sorry. Remember well, the last I one where you said. crap over poop or moly or whatever you say. Moly? Holy moly. I've never said holy moly on this podcast or possibly even in my life. I say holy moly all the time. <laughs> all right. Back to the birds. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. So at the beginning of Chickadee Trail, and I will note that Chickadee Trail, if you're wanting to go to Birds Hill, that is for cross-country skiing only. But at the beginning of the trail, where beside the parking lot, there's a couple of uh, bird feeders, squirrel feeders, and that is where the chickadees gather. And so I had brought three little containers of bird seed with me <laughs> Smart. Uh, to Birds Hill. Ahead. Yeah, and everyone was like laughing at me because there were little containers that you'd put hot sauce or whatever in, and I was I was prepared, and I just always leave one mitt on and let them eat out of that because you're scared of the because I'm scared yeah because I'm scared. I mean, I had a couple birds that eat out of my hand, and I try so I'm trying to calm myself down. And with my friend Leah, and she's like, "Okay, it's okay, you're doing great, you're doing great," and I try not to freak out because if you even just flinch at all, like they're gonna fly away. Yeah. So now that you've experienced it, was it as cool as you thought it would be to have a little bird eat out of your hand? It's lovely. It's lovely. 
You've never done it? I've never done it, but now I feel like I'm ready to go. Yeah. Uh, wear a mitt, don't flinch, and bring a friend to cheer you on from the side. Mm-hmm. Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly. PSA. When you have important receipts and you've kept them in your vehicle, don't put them near your hand sanitizer. I lost 15 bucks that way, Carly. You lost 15 bucks? I purchased an extreme car wash at co-op, which you know is my go-to, and it was on this receipt, and my bottle of hand sanitizer, you know that watermelon one that's a spray? I guess I had it upside down and didn't realize, and it leaked onto the receipt, and now the part that has the wash coat is completely invisible. Wow. All of the ink was removed from it. So it's a perfect piece of paper without the wash coat on there. I have never purchased the car wash without just immediately going to use it right after. Like I've never actually, because I know myself, I cannot hold on to that paper. I cannot be trusted. I have to do it right then and there. See, and I had the system where like I always have one on hand for those times just in case. If you're driving by and you see, oh, there's no one in line, you just swing in there real quick. So that's why I like to have Mm -hmm. one always at all times in the console. I don't know um, why, where the little lid went from that stupid hand sanitizer. So now I'm out of car wash and a little bottle of watermelon hand sanitizer. Oh my gosh. I love to see, I mean, I'm sorry that this happened to you, but I also do love to see it because you are easily the most organized individual I know, I know. and to see that even like perfect people like you <laughs> make mistakes and things can happen and you can lose things or you can be irresponsible like I love it I love to see it I'm glad it happens once a month that'd be nice <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that you can get You're some joy human. out of this glad you can get some joy out of this well that'll wrap it up for episode 50 of between two shows thank you once again for uh, taking this journey with us today yes we do appreciate it If the platform that you listen to this podcast on has a review feature, we always appreciate if you do that. But if you don't, then I hope that you enjoy this episode or, you know what, tell a friend or family member about it as well. Thank you so much for joining us today on Between Two Shows. Okay, bye. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly. If you want to keep in touch between episodes, just follow at Drew Kozip and at Carly on air on social media. Hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll be back with more next week on Between Two Shows.